He looks pretty comfortable lying there with his rubber duck resting on his chest, Bashir. Uh, yes, but what about that clicking sound we had when I stuck my fingers into those two holes you found at the foot of that sarcophagus he's napping in? It's true we heard a strange sound, but nothing happened. We still don't have any evidence as to whether or not there actually is another hidden burial chamber in this pyramid. Let's let Alexander sleep until we find something worth reporting. You're the one with Canadian intelligence. Not anymore. I quit CSIS several weeks ago. I'm not with any intelligence now. I'm running my fingers along the bottom of the sarcophagus. We already found two small holes. Let's see if we can find any other anomalies. There's nothing along this side. What about your side, Miserace? No, nothing yet. Wait, Bashir! Here, at the head of the sarcophagus, two more tiny holes. Tiny holes the size of my little fingers? Go ahead, Bashir. Work your magic. Stand back! Something's happening this time! What should we do, Miserace? Since it's on wheels, I think we should push it. Editor-in-Chief of the Giant Book of Destiny here to clarify what exactly is happening for those who can only hear, not see, this broadcast. Copy aid, fact-checker Fran? A set of four small wheels, two under the head of the sarcophagus and two under the foot, dropped down. Uh, it says here they were the only bit of machinery that Willie Hornsloff, the tra dancer who built the pyramid while in the shape of a gray alien, didn't recycle at the end of the project. Wow, this rolls as easily as a toy truck! Mr. Ace, watch out! Whoa, what a crazy place to put a deep, dark stone staircase. Bashir, go get a flashlight and tell them to hold all tours. Could I make a small suggestion? Keep it down! How am I supposed to nap with all this shouting? Alexander, get up. We found something. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I always knew there was another burial chamber hidden in here. Give me the torch, Bashir. Flashlights are a hot commodity around here. It's going to cost you 700 pounds. Thief! Businessman! Let it be known that after 4,500 years in darkness, Alexander Von Dick was the first person to bring light to the king's true burial chamber. Wow. Whoa. Wow. There's enough gold in here to turn a gold mine green with envy. Hold on. Don't go any further. We have to wait right here at the bottom of the staircase without touching anything. This is an official archaeological site, property of the Supreme Council of Antiquities. It's to be photographed and catalogued exactly as it is. I wish Yasmin was here How to see this. How much could an entire burial chamber full of priceless artifacts be worth? Wow. Bashir, what are you doing? Come back here. I'm not going to steal anything. I told you I'm a beggar, not a thief. I just want to play with this ball. A tennis ball? Oh, no. Do you know what that means? 
I'm not the first one to discover this burial chamber. A tennis player was here first. Being the second person to make the world's most exciting discovery since the last world's most exciting discovery is like coming in second in the world's greatest hot dog eating championship. Who cares? Bashir, let me see the ball. Why are you holding that thing to your ear? It's a tennis ball. What on earth do you expect to hear in there? Nothing on earth. It's just as I suspected. This ball wasn't left behind by a tennis player. It was left by the alien who built the pyramid. An alien! That's even worse than the tennis player. Who the hell is going to care about my discovery when word gets out that the pyramid was built by aliens? This is the worst day of my life. If I keep this tennis ball, then no one will know. You'll get your burial chamber, and I'll get the proof that I need that we are not alone in the universe. Ace, it's so dark in here, I can't even see my hands in front of my face. Why does the chief want to meet in this rundown Mexican restaurant on the outskirts of Ottawa? Yes, I mean, I know there's a crooked sign outside that says good Mexican food. But it's not really a restaurant anymore because it's been taken over as a front for secret ceases out of the way meetings. Well, from the outside, it still looks like a restaurant. <laughs> a decrepit, bug-infested, trap-for-intestinal-infections-type restaurant. But people must still drop by sometimes. To prevent that, the restaurant is kept dark at all times. And every six months, it's given a terrible review in Ottawa Magazine, which is taped to the exterior of the front door beside the broken window. Wouldn't a nondescript house on a nice suburban street work just as well as a secret hideaway? It wouldn't be as dramatic. Besides, the chief has a soft spot in his heart for this place. So the chief called this meeting because of the letter you wrote. Who else did you send copies to? I sent it to the CIA, the FBI, the KGB, MI6, and every other government-sponsored spying organization on the planet I knew about. Plus the unofficial ones I found in the phone book. And you CC'd all of them so they'd all know they weren't the only ones who'd received it. Ace, why aren't you answering? I'm nodding. It's so dark in this place you just can't see me. In the letter, I explained the indisputable, incontrovertible, irrefutable truth that we are not alone. There are other civilizations out there, and they've been here. Just so you know, Ace, I'm nodding my head. I wrote that God was recycling long before blue bins came in. Nothing in the universe is anything more than incredible, awe-inspiring manifestations of stuff that was fashioned out of other stuff. There's someone knocking at the door. Do they ever serve people in this dungeon? There's only one thing on the menu stapled to the door. Frozen tacos. Well, does anyone ever come in and order one? I don't think so. People usually read the menu and leave. Giant Book of Destiny here to clarify a few matters. Every once in a while, someone will come in and order a frozen taco. Of course, when that happens, the person never leaves a tip and they never come back. Fact checker Fran, please keep irrelevant details to yourself. Uh, Ma'am, listeners need to know about the exception, the one customer who comes back all the time. She may come back all the time, but she doesn't leave a tip either. Yes, I was getting to that before I got interrupted. Fran, explain. Uh, hold on. The Mexican restaurant has one regular customer who claims to be partial to frozen food. That's what she claims, but she keeps a case of Tums in her car and swallows a bottle of them after every meal there. That's because the customer is actually an FBI agent named Stella Schwartz, whose permanent assignment is to report on the goings-on at the secret CSIS hideaway. 
Stella knows the chief is on his way to a meeting at the Mexican restaurant, and she's on her way there now too. But first she has to stop by the drugstore for some Tums, because her entire case mysteriously disappeared out of her car. Courtesy of Angie Starling, the CSIS special agent whose sole mission is to spy on Stella Schwartz. Uh, according to my notes, Angie is going to slash Stella's tires while she's in the drugstore so Stella will get to the Mexican restaurant too late to listen in on the secret meeting the chief had gone to such great lengths to ensure absolutely no one else on Earth knew about. Ouch! Chief, is that you? No names, Ace. I'm Redbird. You're Blackbird. Use the secret call so I can find you. Ouch! Wearing flip-flops into a dark restaurant was a bad idea. Thank you for coming, Ace. Now, leave this restaurant, leave this province, leave this country, and never come back. I'm actually over here at the next table, Chief. If I may recommend the Darjeeling this afternoon, sir? Ah, splee! Excellent. Shine that reading light on the menu so I can read it. Today's specials are honey-roasted ham with spiced pear chutney and watercress, a rare Angus roast beef with horseradish and arugula sandwiches in addition to the regular selection of sweets. I'll take one of everything. Ace, what about you? No, thank you, Redbird. Um, should I leave now and never come back? That will be all, Mr. Splee. Very good, sir. With the reading light for the menu gone, this place seems even darker than usual, doesn't it? Ace! Are you still here? I'm nodding in agreement, sir. Uh, Okay. Don't you want to know why I told you to leave before you leave? I assumed you were angry about the letter I sent you and wanted to see me in person to tell me you never wanted to see me again, even though you can't see me in this place. Ace! Blackbird. Where? I can't see a thing in this dark room. That's my secret name. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Blackbird! I didn't come all the way out here just for high tea. I thought you tried to find a reason to hold a meeting in the secret hideaway at least once a day. I'm trying to save your life! With a honey-roasted ham sandwich? No! I want to warn you that a requisition for your death has been issued, Redbird. You're Redbird. I'm Blackbird. Right, right. Blackbird. Following a general meeting convened at Spy Union headquarters, it was decided the best way to deal with the problem you represent was to eliminate the problem. A $1,000 bonus was thrown into a pot for anyone who can get the job done during the first two days. Yeah, FBI agent Stella Schwartz here. Stella, have you heard about uh, today's secret ceases meeting? Oh, wee wee, chief. I'm on my way there right now. I'm running a little late because someone slashed all my tires. Okay, now the FBI just got word that Ace Galaxy is going to be at that meeting. This morning, the spy union headquarters requisitioned Ace's death. So, your orders are to kill the two birds with the one stone, eh? You want me to kill the two birds before or after I kill Ace? Sacre bleu, the two birds are the meeting and Ace. Oh, how do I kill the meeting? No, you listen in and the meeting and kill Ace. Oh, got it. How fast can you change those tires? Already done. Oh, mon dieu, that is really fast, huh? Yeah, my tires get slashed all the time. So last summer, I interned at a Formula One pit crew. Ah, that's good thinking. Now get going. Oh, I got so good, the crew offered me a job. But I said if I was going to quit being a spy to join Formula One, it was going to be as a driver. That's great. Ferme your bush and start driving, eh? No, my way, chief. Fifteen more minutes and the Blackbird will sing no more.
I don't understand. Why is there a requisition for my death? Do you honestly think there was anything in that pie in the sky, let's all get along and live happily ever after letter, that everyone in the know didn't already know? Well, yes. Your tears, huh? What part of the letter did you think was new? The definite proof that aliens have been here. Are you sure you don't want one of these skinny sandwiches? They're delicious. No, thank you. The gray aliens... Uh, gray aliens? I'm surprised you never found evidence of them. Their representative has a regular tea date with the president the first Tuesday of every month. Which president? All of them. President, prime minister, chief, pharaoh, whatever. The tea date alternates between world leaders. License and registration, please. Do you know how fast you're going, Ms. Schwartz? If they already know all about aliens, why is there a death threat over my head? Because you're so intent on upsetting the status quo by going to the press with your claims. All that stuff about equality and uniting as a planet. Do you have any idea how bad that would be for business? I'm sorry, Chief. I still don't understand. Your assertion that we should funnel precious resources into feeding and clothing and housing all those skinny people in other countries, well, well there's barely enough for the rest of us. But that's not the worst part. It isn't? Splink! Yes, sir? Oh, come and take all this stuff away. I I'm full. Redbird? Where? No, you, Redbird. What's the worst part? No, oh, okay. Uh, the... That insane proposition of yours that we should all stop hating each other. Where's the profit in that? Yes, officer, I realize I am not a Formula One racer. I promise I'll stay within the posted speed limits. Five more minutes and the Blackbird will fly no more. War. Weapons. Terror. Fear. That's where all the big money is. If people start believing all your outlandish claims, what happens to the weapons manufacturing facilities? Not to mention sales. Not to mention all the lost revenue because of the lack of riveting, panic-inducing stories on TV and in the newspapers. Ace! Blackbird. That's what I said, Blackbird. I can't say I ever liked you. You never file anything in the impossible, unbelievable, and unsolvable cabinet... And I have to wear flip-flops when you're around because you make my feet feel too restricted in shoes. But all that aside, I have to admit you did a good job. You were a fine special agent, and I think everyone's going a little too far with this death requisition thing. One more minute, Blackbird! I wanted to let you know so you'd have a chance to get away before I told all the other CSIS special agents to hunt you down and kill you. You and that curly-haired paleontologist you took up with. Yasmin? She's sitting right here. <laughs> oh, she is. There's a death requisition on your head too, honey. Uh, what? You know too much. Damn it! That must be Agent Schwartz. Quick, take Splee's hand. He'll lead you out through the secret tunnel at the back. A requisition for our deaths? What are we, office supplies? Do people in your line of business request deaths like other people request paperclips? You shouldn't take it personally, Yasmin. It's just business. Business? 
My business is brushing old bones with old toothbrushes. My family business is getting rejected at auditions. My existence and the hour of its termination are nobody's business except mine. And if there's some sort of being overseeing this mess, then his or hers too, they yes. Why are you stopping? We're going on the run from special and secret agents from around the world. We need supplies. Supplies? Chips, pop candy, you know, non-perishable food items to sustain us. They found a way to make a potato non-perishable, but not people. I'll just pop into this convenience store. Ace, we don't have time for this. Yasmin, our lives might be precariously close to the end, but in the meantime, we still have to eat, we still have to drink. But what if one of those assassins is lurking in the 7-Eleven? How would you ever know? What do assassins look like? Can you recognize them? I'm a specially trained CSIS agent. I know a suspicious character when I see one. Plus, I'll be looking out for anyone who suddenly makes a move like they're reaching for a weapon. Get into the driver's seat and keep the car running so we can make a quick getaway if necessary. Okay, but hurry. Oh, and be careful. I like ketchup chips. Who ever heard of a yellow beetle as a getaway car? All right, that'll be uh, $12.21. Yeah, I think I can find exact change for that. Hey, can you hurry it up, huh? I've been waiting in this line for five minutes already. You know, this is the most inconvenient convenience store I've ever been in. Hey, buddy, get your hand off my wrist! You made a sudden movement into your pocket. I thought you might be reaching for a gun. I was reaching for my wallet, you douchebag. Ten dollars, twenty cents. On FBI's Most Wanted last night, they said to watch out for irritable, nervous-looking individuals who made sudden, potentially threatening movements like the one you just made. Hey, you know who you are? You are a crackpot who watches too much freaking TV. This is a checkout line, buddy. Everybody here is reaching into their purse or their pocket. Oh, he's right. I've got to calm down. I can't be suspicious of everyone. Friggin' that bar. Except that shifty-looking old lady. I don't like the way she's holding that tabloid paper in front of her purse. Like she's trying to hide something. What's she hiding? There's only one way to find out. Uh, Young man, why did you grab the National Enquirer out of my hand and then roll backwards across the floor? Um... Uh, Are uh, you hurt, young man? I can't believe I so completely misread the situation. Again. It's not like me to act so wholeheartedly out of proportion. I'm sorry, ma'am. I got some bad news today. I must be a little confused. Here, let me help you up. What a surprisingly vice-like grip you have, madam. The better to grab hold of you, my dear. Wait, what's that glinting in her purse? It's a gun. And it's inscribed. For 50 years of dedicated service. The KGB. That's a rather long inscription to fit on a gun, ma'am. It's a rather large gun. Wait a minute, you got a gun? Hold on, hold the phone. You can't rob this store. I get to rob it. I haven't been waiting in this line forever. Don't you know how rude it is to break the queue? I'm not here to rob the place, huh? I'm here to kill this man. Who? That fast-blinking Neanderthal-looking guy? I'll admit he's a jerk, but don't you think killing him is a little harsh? I got orders to kill him this morning, and i just here to do my job. It's nothing personal. The $1,000 bonus for getting the job done in the first two days isn't personal? Well, that might be a little bit personal, but otherwise it's nothing against you, my dear. Okay, 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 you do your job, and I'll do mine, all right? Hey, you, behind the cash, hands up and give me all your money. Sweetie, either I put my hands up or I'll give you that $38 in this till, but I cannot do both. Don't you two know guns are illegal in Canada? Ah! Hey, 
Hey, you caveman, quit swinging that old lady over your head and put it down. She's just trying to do her freaking job. Hand over your weapon, please. What? Ah, you freaking nuts. I am trying to do my business here. Why should I hand my weapon over to you? Because of the rather large gun I've got pointed at your head. I'll get you, it, Galaxy. Hello, mister. You cannot run out of here with a paper. Who's going to pay for that? What paper? Oh, I didn't even realize I was still holding on to this thing. Um, it's on my grandmother, lying in the back there. That won't aim in a gun at you. Twelve dollars, twenty-one cents. Where'd everybody go? Drive. <laughs> Are we being followed? Guns! Guns! Who's got a gun? Where? You! You've got two guns, and one of them is really big. I'm sorry, I picked them up in the 7-Eleven. If one of those guns is for me because you think I'll need to shoot someone in self-defense, you're going to have to think again. I won't shoot anyone, Ace. I can't! And when did they start selling guns in 7-Eleven? This is Canada. Guns are illegal here. That's why I confiscated them from the would-be assassin and the would-be robber. Turn right. I can't handle this, Ace. I feel like my heart is going to burst out of my chest. You're just overheating from the stress. Here, let me fan you with this paper. The cool air will help you calm down. Quick, pull ahead of that truck. Now turn into that VW dealership. Park! What is going on? We were being followed, but we're camouflaged now. I'm, I'm going to hyperventilate. It's okay. Breathe slowly. Here, I'll keep fanning you. Well, did we at least lose that person that was following us? For now. So, what's the big deal about a floating dog? What floating dog? You went into the store for snacks, and you came out with two guns and a National Enquirer. You explained the guns, so what's with the paper? Oh, I I grabbed it while I was dealing with the assassination and robbery attempts, and I was too distracted to put it down. What's that about a floating dog? The headline! Cairo the dog floats on the wind instead of against it. This is a crazy world! We're on the run for our lives because you wanted to let humanity know what you found out about recycling piles and the inherent equality of everyone and... And that we're not alone in the universe. And all anyone cares about is nonsense like floating dogs, two-headed monkeys, and talking vegetables. Some people will believe anything. Is why are you staring so intently at that paper? Do you think it's strange that the dog has a tennis ball in his mouth? Copy aid, terminate the broadcast. What, now? In the middle of the action, without even explaining why Ace cares so much about a dog with a ball? Listeners will want to know if Ace and Yasmin are still being followed. We'll be inundated with with phone calls and, God, the letters just asking if listening to this broadcast has been a complete waste of time because the two protagonists are just going to die anyway. Calls are already coming in about the floating dog. Are you just going to leave everyone out there hanging? We're out of time. They'll just have to tune in next time to find out. In that episode of The Destiny of Special Agent Ace Galaxy, Gord Mayer starred as Ace Galaxy, Michelle Cote as the editor-in-chief of The Giant Book of Destiny and Cashier, Eric Blomgagne as the aide, Alexander Von Dick, old man in store and cop, and Elise Blomgagne as fact-checker Fran and Bashir, with J.C. Paquette as the chief, Martin Biot as FBI chief, Jacob Splee and customer two, Misa Basada as Yasmin Stanislavski, Lisa Kalasma Davis as Stella Schwartz, and Cindy Hirschberg Sean as KGB agent. Music inside the tomb, Arcadia, and action background music, Clenched, by Kevin McLeod at Incomtech.com. The program was written by Misa Basada and produced by Leslie Burton and Misa Basada, with theme music by Jewelby. It was directed by Martin Biot, with audio production by Simon Bowers at Skylight Studios, Toronto. 
Want more Ace? Check out our website, acegalaxy.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or drop us a line at projectace1 at gmail.com. <laughs>